What's most important is that you find a few people in your community, in your personal life, in your business life that would be willing to connect with people over Zoom. And they'd be willing to learn your vision and your purpose so they can communicate that properly and then help those they talk to, to make sure that your offer is a good fit for them, for their goals, their desires, their needs. So that's what you want to do if you don't have a team. Now, if you do have a team, then you're going to use your existing team. If you've got a virtual assistant, consider using your virtual assistant for this as well. But I just wanted to let you know, if you're a one woman, one man show, you absolutely can put together a small concierge team with the people in your community, both professionally and personally. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. Well, hey there, friend. I am so dang excited about today's topic because it's somewhat new in our business. Well, at least a newer strategy that we've used and it works so freaking well that I just had to share it with you. After all, you know me, my goal is to always go first and then tell you what worked well and how we did it so you can turn around and use the same strategy in your own business, but sidestep all of the mistakes that I've made along the way. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. So let's travel back to September of 2021. We had our Digital Course Academy launch and my director of customer experience, Josh, had this great idea to create what we call a concierge team where potential students could hop on a call with someone from my team and ask questions and chat with them about what's holding them back from enrolling in Digital Course Academy. 
Now, this is similar to what other companies might call a sales team, but using the word sales externally to your potential students can sometimes scare or turn them off. Plus, my team, they're not trained professionals in sales, so they're not a traditional sales team. They're people on my team that know our audience well and know my course well, and they're willing to listen and talk and share their own experiences when needed. So ultimately, the goal of the calls wasn't to sell at any cost and no one was on commission, but to truly help our potential students determine if they were a right fit for the program. Because my team, like I said, knows who is a right fit for DCA. So they can have fantastic conversations about whether they're a good fit for the program or if they're not a good fit. They could let them know what they need to do instead or in the meantime to get ready to be a good fit for the program. So Josh worked super hard to put this all together and we were going into it completely in the dark. Like we had no idea if it was going to work. Were people even going to want to hop on a call with my team members? We didn't know. Were my team members going to spend time on these calls and not have anyone enroll in the program? We hope not, but we really didn't know. But we did know that people were desiring more human connection. And so we thought, well, let's give it a go. Can you guess what our conversion rate was for these calls? Well, let me first give you the total number of calls my team took. So our goal, which again, we set without any previous benchmarks, was 100 calls during the DCA launch. We ended up doing 250 calls. Now, when I say calls, I'm talking Zoom. So my team got on Zoom 250 times in the matter of about a week or a little less. Now, any guesses on how those calls converted? If you said 50, you got to go up, my friend. 75? Nope. Up. 100? Nope. Keep going. 112 people out of 250 calls, 112 people joined Digital Course Academy. 44% conversion rate. Now, you can't get a 44% conversion rate on most things, not even on webinars, and you know how much I love webinars. So to say people wanted that human interaction, it's an understatement. I believe that when someone's making a big decision, especially if it's a decision of a program that's $2,500, when they're making a big decision like that, I think when they feel seen and heard and understood and listened to, it makes a difference. So this was a big trend we saw in our last launch, spending the time to really connect with those that were thinking about joining. With the pandemic and quarantine, it's very clear people were looking to connect, something beyond just a sales page, even something beyond just a webinar. But I'm not telling you my numbers in any way to brag. I hope you know me by now and know that's not my style. I'm telling you this because I want you to seriously consider adding something like this to your own launch strategy because it works, my friend. It's worth the time and energy investment many times over, and I know it will be a great addition to your launch, especially if you have a program that's, let's say, $500 or more. Especially if you have a program that's $1,000 or more, I would absolutely do this, but I'd even consider it at $500. Now, I want to stop and say that you can use this strategy even if you don't have a team. 
That's what this episode is all about. How to create a concierge team, even if you have zero people on your team. Stay with me here. Now, if you have some people on your team, it's going to be a lot easier, of course, but it's doable even if you're a one woman or one man show. So here's how we're going to break down this first episode. First, we're going to talk about the fact that you might not have any people on your team right now and how you would navigate that, who would help you do this. Next, we'll talk about the tools you may want to consider using to make it seamless and minimize any headaches. And trust me, my friend, if tech is your foe, you totally got this. You only need minimal tech and it's very user-friendly, so stick with me. After that, we'll talk about things to consider when training your concierge team, some goals and metrics you may want to consider, and then we'll wrap it up with some learnings from my team and the first time we use this strategy. I believe in this approach to my core, and I genuinely believe it would add not only sales, but more richness to your launch. All right, so do you have a pen and paper ready, or maybe a Google Doc opened up? Or don't worry, you can always go to my show notes to get the notes and get the transcript, but let's get to the meat of this episode. Now, you may be saying, okay, Amy, I want to do this, but I don't have a team I'm a one woman or a one man show. How do I make this work? So if that's you, listen up because the thing is you have people in your community, potentially past students, people you've worked with that could be interested in helping you and and join your concierge team. You also likely have some family members or some friends who are really good at communicating and connecting with people. And with a little bit of training, they could be a part of your concierge team as well. So you don't need to hire a salesperson. You can absolutely recruit past students or people you've coached in the past or close friends or family members that you feel would do a really good job connecting with potential customers. Now, if you've ever heard me talk about the circle of friends strategy, if you're in List Builder Society, you've absolutely heard me talk about starting with your circle of friends. Well, this is that same concept. So reaching out to people that would be more than willing to help you out. You can um, pay them an hourly rate You could do a trade with them. You could work out something that's mutually beneficial for both. But believe me, there are people in your life and in your business right now that could be a really good fit for your concierge team. And like I said, we can talk about training them and getting them up to date with your product and your content. We'll talk about that later. What's most important is that you find a few people in your community, in your personal life, in your business life that would be willing to connect with people over Zoom. And they'd be willing to learn your vision and your purpose so they can communicate that properly and then help those they talk to to make sure that your offer is a good fit for them, for their goals, their desires, their needs. So that's what you want to do if you don't have a team. Now, if you do have a team, then you're going to use your existing team. If you've got a virtual assistant, consider using your virtual assistant for this as well. But I just wanted to let you know, if you're a one woman, one man show, you absolutely can put together a small concierge team with the people in your community, both professionally and personally. 
All right, next, let's discuss some tools that you may want to consider using to make this a success and honestly, make your whole life a whole lot easier. I want to preface this by saying that there are tons of different options when it comes to scheduling and video conferencing tools. So use the ones that work best for you in your business and the ones that you feel most comfortable with. The ones I'm about to share with you are simply the ones my team used and they work for us well. So I thought, well, I'll share those for you. First of all, you've got to have a scheduling tool. We use Calendly because it allowed us to seamlessly connect my team's calendars with our video conferencing tool. It also provides tons of options for you to integrate it. So things like linking it up to your website or any other platform you're using to promote your concierge team and allow potential students to sign up for the calls. So again, that's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y and it worked great for us. Now, the video conferencing tool that we used is going to be brand new to you, super innovative, going to rock your world. (laughs) We used Zoom. No surprise, right? So simple. Everyone's using it. Not going to blow your mind with that one. We use Zoom. And it's how my team does all of our calls anyway. So it just felt natural. And here's the cool thing. You can do video or just audio with your potential students. And I think that's important to point out. If they don't want to get on video, you can tell them, hey, no worries. You can just keep off your camera, turn off your camera. So we're just making it as easy and comfortable for them as possible. So I recommend Zoom because it's universally known, widely used. So it's something people will be comfortable with. They're not going to have to learn a new technology to get on a call with you. And again, that's important because people are a little bit nervous jumping on a call with someone to talk to about taking a big leap and a big investment. So again, we want to ease them into this. Now, I mentioned earlier that you could do video or audio, and we did offer that to our customers. We said, hey, it's your call if you want to turn on video or not. We were surprised that 95% of them wanted to turn on their video. Again, I believe that people are looking for more human interaction. So I can't recommend offering the option of live video enough because it provides a more personable and like real time in-person type of experience. And this makes a world of difference. So absolutely turn on your video if people are willing to do so. And the last thing, if you're currently using an email service provider, I suggest creating specific tags for those who opt in for a call with your team so that you can keep track of customers and conversions so you have something to go off for the next launch. That's how we were able to calculate our 44% conversion rate because everyone we talked to, we tagged them in our email service provider and then we ran a report and out of all the 250 people who were tagged, we ran a report against our buyers list and we were able to see that 44% converted. Now, I wanna point out, I also do not believe that the call was the only reason they bought. That's something that I can never really prove. But what I know about if I'm making an educated guess and and just knowing how my business is, I believe that the email marketing and the social media posts and the webinars and all the Q&As I've done and the concierge team together helped with that conversion. A lot of people that got on these calls had been on a webinar with me and they had some last minute questions. They were on the fence and they just wanted a little extra attention. 
So I don't believe that if I just went out there and let everyone know, hey, Digital Course Academy is open for enrollment. If you want to jump on a sales call, let me know. I do not believe we would have converted at 44%. I believe it is accumulation of many different things that we've done. But the reason I think the concierge team was so powerful is it was for many people that last thing they needed. And without that, many of them would not have purchased. So it was something that it was like tying a bow on something and saying, okay, we did all we could do to make sure you knew if you were, were not a good fit. And that call was like that last like cherry on top that made a world of difference. So just wanted to put that out there. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. All right, moving right along, let's talk about the training and resources that you want to provide your concierge team. Now, this is important whether you have team members jumping on these calls or whether you have family and friends and maybe past customers, alumni of your programs who are willing to do these calls. If I had alumni do it, I would absolutely be paying them. I just want to put that out there. I don't 
really believe a student of yours should do this for free. I don't know if that's going to feel really great to them. Uh, lucky for you, right? But for them, I'm always looking, you know, in my past, I didn't always pay for things like this. And it's funny, five, six, seven years ago, you didn't really need to pay for, let's say, students supporting you or maybe making these sales calls or anything like that. I've never done this before, but I just know some of my peers, their community would do it for free. I think the landscape looks different now. And I think there's a higher level of respect of paying people what they're worth and their time and their energy. And also, if I were to have students doing this for me, I shouldn't be making all the money and they not make any. So I just want to put it out there that if you are having alumni do it, there's got to be a win-win for them. And I wouldn't just ask a favor of them. That's just my own personal preference. Like, let me give you a quick example. We have alumni who are in Digital Course Academy and they for 10 weeks will jump in and answer tons of questions in our private Facebook group because we get hundreds and hundreds of questions. So instead of paying them, we actually took a poll and what the majority of them chose was a mastermind with me because I don't do masterminds. So eight of my alumni got to get on a four-hour mastermind call with me and each of them took a hot seat and we all poured into them, me, team members, and other alumni. And that was really valuable for them. So I always want to make sure there's a win-win. Okay, got off topic just a little bit. Let's come back to this. So we're talking about training those that are going to be on the concierge team. So here's the thing. You do not need to invest a lot of time or money into training. You also don't need a fully fleshed out training to teach your team how to sell and support potential students. Heck, it wouldn't hurt if you're a professional in this area, but I'm not a professional in this area. And so we didn't have like a training manual or something like that. I think what's important is that you get your team fired up, excited and passionate about your program, your course or services or whatever it is you're offering and the mission of your company. And that alone can create a natural conversation with your customers. And one of the most important things to discuss with a team that you've assembled is that they shouldn't be too salesy. So I didn't want high pressure calls. Now, if you want that, then tell your team what you want. I didn't want people feeling like they were sold to when they got on a call. Instead, I wanted my team to encourage those that were scared to take the leap and talk to them about their current situation and how they can engage in the program and how to get started and navigate it based on their personal experiences that they were coming to the table with. And I wanted the conversation to feel casual and supportive and just flow naturally. So they didn't necessarily have a script and we gave them some pointers and how to kind of get the conversation started, but they absolutely did not have to go in for the kill or, you know, go in for the sale or whatever. So being able to have a genuine conversation will be appreciated by your customers more than you know. And now that being said, there are a couple of resources that you'll want to provide your team so that they can speak confidently to what you're offering and feel confident answering common questions. So the first document is an in-depth outline of the services or product that you're offering. So this is something you will want to create. So let's take my course. It was the name of the course, a description of my course, 
all the bonuses that were offered, if you have any, and then a description of the bonuses in case they ask, like, can you tell me more about that bonus Amy's offering about XYZ? My team needed to know what the bonuses were, the length of the program, like it was a 10-week program, and then when it actually starts since we had an actual start date. So all of those important details should be in a one sheet and your concierge team should have that. Now, the second resource is an FAQ doc with the most common questions you're going to get asked about your offer. So here are a few FAQs we include in this doc and you can feel free to use them. Who is this program for? Like who's a good fit for the program? What will I learn? How long does it take to get through this program? That's a very popular question if you have a course. Like how long will it take me to get through the program? How much time per week should I put into this? Are there any payment options? Do I get lifetime access? These are common questions that you're going to get asked if you have a concierge team. Make sure your team is prepared. And the list goes on. But if I were being honest, what we found with these calls was that people weren't calling to get their basic questions answered. They weren't like getting on a Zoom call and saying like, what are the bonuses? That's something that if someone missed the bonuses, they're just going to email us or get on a live chat, which we offer on all of our sales pages. People were getting on these Zoom calls because they wanted to talk about their idea and see if it would work for a digital course. So they wanted someone to give them the confidence to enroll, and they wanted to talk about their concerns and their fears and roadblocks. So it was a beautiful thing to watch these calls unfold. My concierge team was deeply moved by these calls, and it was such an amazing way to bring a new level of closeness with our audience. Now, there's actually another doc that you may find helpful. And if this is your very first launch and you're strapped for energy and time, maybe you wait until next time to create this doc. But it was a call guide document that gave guided responses for a good introduction or how to end a call consistently and then a few scenarios. Now, you may be saying, but Amy, you said to keep the conversation natural. And yes, I think that's one of the most important things. But having guided responses can also be helpful for your team to study before they actually start their calls, because I want them to do a little bit of homework before they start to get on these calls. So in this doc, we included a good introduction that went something like this. I'm going to kind of role play. So this is how it went. Hi there. And then you say the name of the person you're talking to. So let's say Sally's on the call. So hi there, Sally. Thanks so much for hopping on a call with me today. How's your day going? And then let them respond. And then you jump back in. Fantastic. I'm so glad to hear it. I'm in and then say the city and state that you live. And then you can even like have a little chat about the weather. So like I'm in Nashville and the weather is freezing right now. But I'm also enjoying every bit of my day. I get to do a lot of these calls. It's been really fun. So I hope you're enjoying your day as well. And then you can make a personal connection. So I'd say something like, I wanted to take a moment and introduce myself. My name is Amy and I'm part of the team here on Team Porterfield. I'm really excited to spend the next few minutes today talking about your digital course and if Digital Course Academy is the right program for you. I'm not here to gain a commission or anything like that. I'm here to support you and help you answer any questions you have around DCA. We have 30 minutes scheduled today, so I'm going to do my best to answer all of your questions and get you all the support you need. How does that sound? 
So that sets them up for an easy in for starting their call. And then same thing with your outro, you can give them some guidance there. We also provide possible guided responses to resistance around time commitment and finances and skill and experience because we know our audience well. We know the objections. So I talk to my concierge team in advance of you're going to hear these types of objections and here's how I would love to see you navigate them. So they knew, you know, if someone's like, I don't have a lot of time, we have a system to navigate DCA at your own pace and we can tell them how to do that on the call. So we've got solutions for them based on their objections. So we created a doc around that as well. So again, that might be more of an advanced doc and you're not ready to use it your first time out, but we just wanted to make sure that our concierge team had everything they needed. Now, remember how I said you can get your family, friends, past students to help you? Well, I had someone from customer support, someone from my community team, and someone from my marketing team, and someone from my content team on these calls. And so they, again, were not professionally sales trained. And in addition to that, they all came from different areas in the business. The person that converted the best was Jilly, who she helped create Digital Course Academy with me. So many, many years ago, when I still lived in Carlsbad, California, I created Digital Course Academy and had Jilly by my side doing so. She literally flew in from North Carolina for a week and we created this program. And so she knows the program inside and out and she works in content. So she was able to connect with people at such a deep level, knowing, oh, that's module three. If you're nervous about doing this, don't worry, we've got it covered in module three. Here's how you can work your way through it. Like she just had a deeper level of understanding. So yes, it would be great if you had somebody on the concierge team that has been working in your business and knows your business well, but that's not always going to be the case when you're just starting out. So you do the best with what you've got. But what I will say is that no matter what resources you've created for them, request that they spend some time before jumping on any of the calls, studying and getting familiar with it. Very important. So whatever you create for them, you want to ask them to spend the time to really pour over that and understand your course, understand your mission, understand who the course is a good fit for, what's included in the course, and really understand the offer. That's another thing. If if someone on the concierge team is talking about the program and the person says, well, you know, I noticed you had a six pay and I'm curious if I could do a 12 pay. And you might have a 12 pay in your back pocket. Make sure that the concierge team knows what they can and cannot offer. And can they kind of break the rules a little bit? um, Let someone pay a little bit later? I don't know. I'm just thinking of things like what's okay for them to kind of tweak a little bit to make it work for this person. If there's any situation that you're going to be okay with like that, Make sure you give permission to your concierge team to do a few things to make it work for the student. Okay, so now let's chat about goals and rewards. This is a fun part of it. So no matter if this is your first launch or your 10th launch, I want you to set goals for your concierge team. Now, remember, I had no idea what we were able to do, but I believe that if we didn't have any numbers to shoot for, 
I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice. So when it comes to goals, just set a simple number that feels right to you and your business. Take into account what number launch this is for you, meaning first launch versus 10th launch, how loyal your audience is, how warmed up your audience is, how many subscribers you have and how responsive they are, how many people you think you can get on a webinar, and how big your online community is. These are all really important things to look at. So if your goal is to get 10 calls and convert four of them, that's great. If your goal is to get 250 calls and convert 44% of them, that's awesome too. There's no right or wrong by setting these goals, but they will give you something to shoot for. And I think that's important. Then the next go around, you can set a more accurate goal based on the metrics you gathered from this first time. So you can bet in September of 2022, when we open the doors to Digital Course Academy again, You can bet that we're going to be really clear on how many calls we're able to do. And here's the funny thing. When we set that goal of 100 calls, Josh, who was running this whole thing, he had major doubts. He's like, I don't even know if we can get 100 people to take us up on a call. And then we had 250 and he was like blown out of the water. So you just never know. One fun thing to do is to track how many sales each team member closes and just have a little friendly competition. And if you can swing it, maybe you offer a prize to the person who converts the highest number of calls. We didn't tell the concierge team that we were going to do that, but we definitely celebrated those who converted at the highest levels and we just made it really fun for everyone. So we created milestones and when the team hit that amount of sales, they received an award. So for example, if the team hit 50 sales, they would all receive a gift card to their favorite restaurant. If we got 100 sales, they would receive a gift card to their favorite spa. So remember, my team, they're on salary. So they were getting paid to do their job. But this was a little different for them. They stepped up to the plate and put themselves out there in new ways. So we wanted to do some fun rewards as well. And we also rewarded the team member, Jilly, who converted with the most calls. So It was fun in a friendly competition, but you have to remember, I've also been in the business 13 years, so I have a little extra wiggle room to give rewards like that. If you're just starting out, your rewards might look a little bit different. But I am not against, I want to point out something, I'm not against a commission-based team. I'm just not experienced enough to do that just yet, nor do I even know if I want to. And this worked well for us. My team felt supported. And I know our potential students loved it. And so it just worked for us. And we're going to do it again, but just in a bigger, better way, because, you know, we're always trying to improve. But you could absolutely compensate. And I know some of my peers do so. And you could also, if you have the money and resources to do so, you could hire someone specifically who has a lot of great sales experience. I mean, I'm not against that. But I also, this podcast teaches a lot of grassroots kind of gritty strategies for people just starting out. And also for my listeners who have been at it for a few years, but don't have tons of money to put toward these big strategies. So I'm always looking for ways to do it on a shoestring budget. And I feel like that's what I'm giving you here today, something that's not going to break the bank for you, but that can be incredibly powerful. Okay, so moving on, as you can imagine, we learned a few lessons since this was our first time using the strategy. So I want to share uh, those lessons with you so you can make this the best experience possible and sidestep some of the mistakes I made. So lesson number one, 
have your team, this was a big one, have your team block their time and avoid putting too much on their plate. So this allows them to really focus on their calls and not bounce around from one task to another if they're supporting you in any other way during the launch. It can stretch them thin and cause overwhelm very quickly. We learned this the hard way. When I launched Digital Course Academy, I had many team members at my house here in Nashville, and Josh was one of them. And Josh runs the customer support department. He is the director. So we get an influx of emails during a launch, right? And then in addition to that, he was heading up the concierge team. And one point I looked at him and he looked so frazzled and like his face was beat red and he looked confused. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I I, got to get on this call, but I got to handle something happening in customer support. And, and I'm stressed. And I just, in that moment, I was like, oh, geez, like this is a little too much here. So what we need to do in the future for Josh and other team members, is we got to take some stuff off their plate. And like we said, block time on their calendar. So they know like this four hour chunk of time, I'm only taking calls and I'm not expected to be anywhere else. So that was a lot to handle. Lesson number two, offer a range of times throughout the day for booking calls. So this allows flexibility with your audience and provides different time zone options. We've got a lot of people in Canada, Australia, the UK. And so if we did all of our calls, just, you know, the three hours in the morning or something, it wouldn't support other people in other countries. So see if you can spread out those times throughout the day. Number three, make a schedule for your team to provide Uh, coverage throughout the day. So you want to make sure the blocks of time your team set aside aren't all the same time. So it kind of goes back to spreading it out throughout the day. So if someone's going to be on shifts in the morning, someone else takes midday, someone else takes evening. And then if someone's taking evening, you got to give them time in the morning to have off because you don't want them to work like 12 hour days. Stuff you got to think about. And then number four, hold a couple of concierge team meetings leading up to your cart open so that you can answer questions. You can go through different scenarios to help your team. I know my team did a lot of role play. So before we actually got on calls, they they actually, I want to back up really quick. We had this great opportunity at the time we were working with a woman. Her name is Gina Gomez, and she was helping us with some... DEI work and some HR stuff in the business, but she just so happened to be a really amazing sales professional. So before our time with her ended, we got at the very tail end, we got an opportunity for her to talk to our concierge team. So they weren't like, they didn't go through an extensive sales training, but they did get to talk to somebody who is full of integrity, full of heart, but also no sales in it very well. So she was able to offer some insight. So that's, I forgot all about that till now. So if you ever had that opportunity, if there's a peer of yours, that's really good with sales or someone on your team has past sales experience, if they could give some pointers to your concierge team, that's always great for sure. And also she did some role playing with some of my concierge team. And that was a lot of fun. So I love role playing and your team can just do it with each other. And then lastly, lesson number five, create a simple URL page to promote your concierge team and the team members. So maybe you include like a short, fun bio of each person. 
so your potential students can see who they might be talking to. So I do a picture, a short little bio, and then maybe a blurb or two about your concierge team and how the calls will go. So just let them know what to expect. And then of course, a link to get on the calendar. So those are some of the lessons we learned. Pretty much every lesson I just told you was somewhere where we had messed up along the way. And we're like, oh, we need to do this different next time. So again, I love to tell you what's working for us and also the mistakes we made so you don't have to make them. Okay, so are you ready for your action items? First, let me just say that this is one of those strategies I cannot recommend enough. We were absolutely floored by the success and also by the number of potential students who were interested in jumping on a call. I think we could have done a lot more if we actually had the bandwidth to do so. So this is definitely something we're going to be using again and again. In fact, we're using it in an even bigger way for my next launch. So I'll do an update episode in the future after we do it again. So here's what I want you to do. If you do not have a small team to help you out, maybe it's just two or three people, then sit down and write a list of friends or family members or past students who you feel would be a really good fit. You're looking for people that love to connect, are compassionate, have really big hearts, are great listeners, but are also willing to promote your program and talk about it in ways that people understand who's a right fit and who's not a right fit. So you're not looking for people who hate to get in front of people, super shy, like introvert to the core. And they're like, I'd rather never be on video. That's not who we're looking for, but you already know that. So start to think about who might be on your concierge team. And if you have a smaller business, you might just need like two people and you're good to go. Then start putting together some resources for them. If you have a little time, I recommend making all the resources we chatted about today. If you're a bit strapped for time, at least create that overview document and an FAQ document. Those two are really important. The overview is like, what's the program about? What are the bonuses? What are the offers? What are the payment plans? Who's a good fit? Like they need that information. Now, remember to set some goals for this first time around and have fun. We actually really enjoyed it. I say we because, no, I did not do these calls. However, because my team was at my house in Nashville, at least some of them, when someone was on a call, I would always find a time, if I could, if I wasn't on live video, to jump in and say hello. So I would literally just jump on video and say hello while, let's say, Josh was on a call with someone. So we had a really good time with it, and I think you will as well. So as always, my friend, thanks for joining me today. And if you'd be so kind, please share this episode of Online Marketing Made Easy with a friend or two. Just grab the link, text it to them, and they might find it just as valuable as you have, which I hope you have. So thanks for being here. And I will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.